It is absolutely weathering. Oh my God, is it weathering. So freezing in Austin. I, I'm, I am covered in about six blankets. This, we're just not equipped to deal with something that wants to say we're going we're gonna to go to 16 degrees. 16 degrees. We're not Minnesota. We're Austin. What I am thankful for, your number one meteorologist in 2024 is trying really hard to look at the upside of weather. And what I am thankful for is that at least the sun is shining. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreether. Um, We got three things. We got three things to talk about, and I'm freezing. So hopefully, that's, that's just going to like make this podcast sound super urgent, right? Sense of urgency. Sense of urgency, important in the kitchen, important in podcasts. Things I'm... Things I'm trying to transfer. What do we learn in the kitchen and how do we transfer it to podcasting? (laughs) Thing one. Thing one, I want to take a second. I want to take a second because I, I feel like I use this phrase quite a bit when referring to the food I make when referring to a lot of the food industry landscape. And I realized, I don't know if we all have a clear-cut definition of what it is. And I think it means so many different things to different people. So because we're right at the top, we're, we're Q1-ing it in 2024, I was like, let's, let's get out a correct definition of fine dining of fine dining and talk about why that's important for a second so one thing one thing i realized is um most people most people these days this is what i'll say most majority of people when I say, you know, what kind of food I do I make, I, I never hesitate. And I say, I, I, you know, it's, it's South Indian Texan. And, you know, you can categorize it as fine dining. And, I'm, and I don't use that flippantly. I'm not saying that it's stuffy. I'm not saying that my supper clubs have a certain air about them. But what we're talking about is price point and quality, Right. And to me, that means something is fine dining as opposed to um, getting, getting something that's, by the way, just as good, right? But at a different price point. I think it has less to do with atmosphere. Um, so what does Wikipedia say? Fine dining is a restaurant experience already. I'm not a restaurant. That is typically more sophisticated, unique, and expensive than an average restaurant. 
The decor of such restaurants features higher quality materials with establishes establishments having certain rules of dining, which visitors are generally expected to follow. Sometimes, and this is never the case in my stuff, sometimes including a dress code, which I think for the most part, that's, yeah, that's, that's really what it is, right? I, I obviously do not have a restaurant, but I do have supper clubs and I have supper clubs that essentially, um, they, they have a certain price point, right? I don't know if these days it's more expensive than an average restaurant because, I mean, y'all go out, I go out, and the amount of money being spent at an average restaurant is 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 up there. Um, but you know, for me, typically, when I'm selling a ticket to one of my dinners, it can be anywhere from 115 to 150. And that, that, that still feels to me at a, at a certain price point, right? Um, I, I think it's about the quality, right? That's, that's where a lot of this, the decor of such restaurants features higher quality materials, uh, establishments, rules of dining. There's a prefix, right? Um, generally, we want everyone to have a good time, but you know. It's it is it is a four course prefix menu, um, you know, that's that's what that is. Uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about fine dining is because I feel like when we are talking about this, it sometimes it sometimes can be mistaken that. Um, this archaic way of sort of gatekeeping in the restaurant world is what I'm talking about. And that's not what I'm talking about. Fine dining has moved on from its history and, and it should continue to move on from its history, right? It is important for cuisines like, um, Indian, South Indian, um, cuisines that are generally not shown through the eyes of, you know, like Auguste Escoffier, right? Very important, very important food figure. But we're not just talking about French food. We're not just talking about a Euro-Western food being, being the sort of precipice, the capital of fine dining anymore, right? It is important for chefs like me to to sort of be able to make the food we want to make and it still be in that fine dining category because it helps it helps then essentially make that point. Indian food is not supposed to be cheap. It's not. Right? This idea that like, oh, take out, take out food, you know, Indian food, Chinese food, uh, there's certain foods that you shouldn't be paying more than this and this and this for it. Not only is that like pretty, you know, bigoted, um, but it's essentially, it's essentially not understanding the nutritional value of these places, of these, 
places of cuisine, these cultures of cuisine. Food can be as cheap as you want to make it, and it can be as expensive as you want to make it, and it can be as nourishing as you want to make it, and it can be as responsibly sourced as you want to make it. And that is what defines what the price of the food is. We talk about all the time. Restaurants are very expensive. Food is very expensive in the grocery store. I would say that when we say those sentences, we're not understanding the food economy that's happening out there. We're saying this is too expensive. It's not. You know, right now we are in an inflated, an inflated food economy where it's costing everybody who's in the game. And who's in the game? That's consumers, that's producers, that's chefs. That's every person eating food. Everyone's in the game. So that means that from the top to the bottom to to every part of this food economy it's make it's getting harder and harder for anybody to make money it is right now we're in a place where food in general is is expensive so when you do go to a restaurant it is going to be higher priced that's so they can still survive that's so Essentially, you know, I talk about this often. I really roll my eyes when people start talking about like, why do restaurants have small plates? No restaurant, no restaurant is trying to gouge you with prices, right? Most restaurants do not make money. Let me repeat that. Most restaurants do not make money. And it is really, 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 really hard to be profitable as a restaurant. As a fine dining restaurant, forget it. Forget it. But fine dining, fine dining means this. Higher quality ingredients. Check. A price point that's maybe a little bit above your average restaurant. So caveat, how true is that anymore? So when you are dealing with an establishment that is categorizing itself as fine dining, think, think about that as the criteria. I think that's really important. I think that's important two ways. There's a lot of restaurants out there that maybe don't need to have that label, and there's a lot of restaurants out there that definitely do. There's a lot of creators. More importantly, I think fine dining is going to exist mostly, mostly, sustainably so, through pop-ups and supper clubs. That is really where you mostly get, at least in Austin, Texas, fine dining these days. Supper clubs and pop-ups, and there's reasons for that. The reasons why restaurants are also very much into the idea these days of pop-ups and supper clubs is because they can put on something special, right? They can collab with someone 
they can make an experience important. Fine dining is about experience. It's about the quality of food, but it's about your night. It's about the whole night. Fine dining is experience. And it's not very sustainable to put on a whole experience, a whole event, day to day. But there is value in throwing a supper club, a pop-up, a special moment. So, with all that being said, another, another hope of mine in 2024 is when we ha- see these best restaurant lists, when we see these, um, you know, best food lists going out there, I hope there are more pop-ups and supper clubs included on those lists. Selfishly so, sure, fine. But also, that is where a lot of fine dining is happening now. This whole industry continues to evolve and continues to change. Our lists need to reflect that. All right. That's, that's, that's thing one. Let's get to thing two. We're going to get into some current thing events. Thing two. Thing two is, uh, <laughs> thing two is one of those things where you shouldn't be surprised at the same time. Uh, my thesis stands. I wrote a newsletter last year. I'll try to link it uh, on the on the Substack notes, where essentially I was making the case. Um, making the case that the the wealthy, the the rich, have really bad taste. It's incredible. So Bon Appetit uh, wrote like I, I guess this is like part of their um, their own sort of little newsletter that they do, um, or I guess like subsection. I don't know. Uh, but it's called Delicious or Distressing. And then they kind of gather a lot of, um, they gather a lot of like, just like news of the day, um, news of the week, sort of what what could be quote unquote delicious or distressing. Um, and they had, they had a couple things that really just solidify my thesis, right? First thing they're talking about is Mark Zuckerberg. You know how he was building that insane, like, doomsday house in Hawaii, which I'm sure, I'm sure indigenous Hawaiians are so, so happy that Mark Zuckerberg has decided to make a giant compound uh, in, the, in the finite lands of Hawaii. Just, just really amazing stuff. Well, he's also, um, quote unquote, building a herd of cattle, which is also like just an insane sentence in general, right? Um, and that means that he's, he's sort of designing them um, and they're going to be um, fed a top diet of beer and macadamia nuts. Um. It's, the thing is, like, I don't think it's anger, right? You, I mean, you should feel just sort of ire because it's, 
it's just one of those things where, okay, I guess, fine, like, who's going to stop you? But um, uh, he he's assuming the nuts and the beer are going to make the beef taste better. What I think is hilarious about this is that um, I feel like a lot of billionaires, when they have these ideas, they sort of are like, oh, no one, no one has ever looked into the diet of cows, right? No one would know this. I'm going to do something really amazing. Um, but the point is that there is actually quite a bit of research out there on what makes cows taste better. And a lot of that research comes from ranchers, from people who have been in the business of quote-unquote building cows, right? And I think the problem is, is when we're talking about agriculture, when we're talking about animal agriculture, and the reason why there are such arms, like when I do read that Mark Zuckerberg is uh, building cattle, the case for veganism is strong. And that's coming from me. Like, it's hard. It's hard to to not read that and be like, you know what? <laughs> I see their point. I get. I get you. I see y'all. Okay. Okay. There's a quote. It'll take a couple more years to fully explore this diet. How this diet affects taste, but at a minimum, macadamia newt. Nuts are very high nutrition density with lots of proteins and fats. It's animal agriculture these days. When you read these things, you realize how very little it has to do with the animal's well-being, right? It just It's just so f- apparent when you are dealing with somebody who does not seem to care about their relationship with the earth. And that's the, that's the issue. That's the issue. It's all about the quality of meat. There's not one. And the thing is, the reason why animal agriculture, when it's done in small, local Ways done with love, done with experience, done with generations. Is that there is a relationship, right? There's a relationship with the cow. There's a relationship with the cow's diet, according to the land, right? Everything is about terroir, right? It's a it's a French word we use for wine, but it is. Everything is about that. It just... I don't know. I, reading those things le- left me cold and and definitely made me rethink my own stance on on, on soy rizo <laughs> on what boca burgers like it's 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 hard to read that sentence. I'll tell you what. Second second sentence that that is also going to also, I love the idea 
that you will ply, you will ply animals with beer and nuts. And the only way you think you're going to be able to test out exactly what it's going to be, what the end result is in a couple years, the fucking hubris, man, the hubris. It's crazy. Um, second, second thing about rich people having no taste. Uh, apparently what the rich are drinking, according to this Bon Appetit quick fire article is, uh, glacier ice. So, uh, the first sentence and, and listen, they, they wrote, they wrote it. So that way you do feel like a, a something, right? If you've ever had the sneaky feeling that the ultra-wealthy are indeed fueling the environmental destruction of our planet with a wanton disregard for the well-being of literally everyone else, well, I have some good news and some bad news for you. The good news, you're right. The bad news, those people have moved on to literally drinking glacier ice shipped to Dubai. This is being shipped to Dubai. And so there's a company in Greenland that's selling glacier ice from the fjords, um, specifically shipping them to cocktail bars in Dubai. And um, the idea, the reason is, is that it is um, not only just like the prestige of drinking, you know, this like millions of years old, you know, cube of ice, uh, but apparently glacier ice doesn't have bubbles in it because because it's so old. The air has been pressed out. So it, it, it melts. It melts more slowly in your cocktail. And which which I will also say as a cocktail drinker. That you do want your ice to sort of melt into the drink. It's part of the flavoring of it, the changing of it. It's why whiskey and water is so popular. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. And that's the reason that they're shipping this these ice cubes. Uh, and I think their, uh, their argument is, you know, th- these are already um, glaciers that have been sort of, you know, uh, the, the earth is warming due to bullshit like this, but... Um, they're only sourcing from glaciers that have already been like broken off. Okay. Um, and then they're working, working on making it carbon neutral. <laughs> Which is still, the issue is though, currently there is frozen ice being shipped from the fjords to Dubai. And it is not carbon neutral. Anyways, um, and it and I love that the idea is that this is colder and this has less air. Therefore, it's a higher quality. Once again, rich people have no taste. Part of a cocktail, especially if you are having a big chunk of ice in your cocktail, is that you do eventually want a little bit of that ice to start melting. It helps. Water, water is a flavoring agent in a lot of cocktails that use 
big pieces of ice. The rich have no taste, but they will ruin the world for their bad taste. (laughs) Anyways, that's thing two. I will link the article in the um, Substack notes. So let's move on to thing three. And thing three actually is is a little bit, it's like a segue from two into three. Um, and this is, this is more on when you are working in creative fields. I said this at the end, Q4, 2023. <laughs> Feedback matters. I think when I read articles like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and his compound, uh, you know, building cows or whatever the fuck. There's nobody, there's nobody obviously in that guy's circle being like, hmm, now should we get a second or third opinion, right? That person doesn't exist in that circle. But feedback is super important no matter what level of creative you're at. And if you aren't able to either take in feedback or listen to it and understand the value of it, it, it's, it reflects in the quality of your work, right? Like I have um, this week, I had a harebrained idea that I still might do. I still might do. But I'm, I am taking in uh, a lot of feedback from... I'm I'm basically trying to see if I can get a very insane supper club idea down. See if it's possible. Um and there's just more to be sort of parsed through. But what I will say is right now there's a couple people who I trust either on my team, adjacent to my team who have given me a lot to think about and sort of giving yourself a risk assessment. What is it, what is it going to do? How is it going to help your brand? Number one. Number two, it, not only is this thing viable, right? But is the quality of the thing going to be, and, and listen, Anytime we do a supper club, there's going to be quality. But like, you really do have to think about these things. And when people are hesitant, when you have an idea and they're not immediately like, oh my God, that's amazing. Absolutely. That's really valuable. Gauging someone's hesitant, especially if you, if you believe in that person's opinion, right? It's a really good way to make sure what you're doing makes sense to the thing you're building. And I think a lot of the reason why feedback is hard to take is because what I want to do is not necessarily what I need to do. Sometimes those things match, and that's really exciting. But what you want to do as opposed to what you need to do You have to also be okay with that not necessarily uh, meeting at every project. I don't know. 
Feedback matters. Feedback really, really matters. It's also helping me kind of gauge who I want to work with. It's it, what a really important 2023 lesson is if the people you're working with don't have that ability to reflect, don't have that ability to sort of understand the thing that y'all are building together can be improved, always can be, always can be, then there's not, there's not much you can do. There's not, there's not much there. People need to be able to put in the work. And that's just, that's just really important. Um, I know I just thought, I just said a lot of vague things, but it, it just, it was a very powerful week this week for me to take in my own advice. Feedback matters. Am I still going to try and do it? Mm, Possibly. But, but with, with the knowledge that at every step, if there is pushback or if there is sort of the sense that this thing doesn't work, I can go back to those people that let me know, hey, you could do it. Might be tricky. You could do it. Would love to know how it fits in your plan. You could do it. What's the goal? They might be right and I might be wrong. Feedback, man. Surround yourselves. Surround yourselves with people who want to build something with you in this reality. Whether or not you're tethered to it, it's just really important to have those people around you. Okay, I think that's everything. That's all three things for this week. We're out of here. Uh, I wanted to reiterate that this Substack is going to be expanding content-wise. Really, really, really excited for a lot of different things. Um, Something that is going to be happening, it's an addition. Uh, Video content is soon going to be hitting this Substack. First for paid subscribers, um, and um, then will be available to all eventually. But um, the first things first that we're going to bring back is wine reviews. So I, I've i missed them. I know y'all have missed them. And I want to be able to do that idea, but do it in, in the form of short form content. So we're going to do wine review videos with all the notes, all the notes included in the post everything you need to know about that wine. And uh, I'm really, really excited for it. And just so you know, if you want to be a paid subscriber, there's sev- several different ways you can do it. You, you can pay whatever you want as a founding member. You can pay $30 a year, do annual. You can do $5 a month. And if you want to do custom, email me. I'm down. 
let me know because we're going to be hitting it hard. You're going to get all the recipe archives. You're going to get a lot of new recipes this year. And you're just going to get a lot of extra content. So, yeah. All right, y'all. I am out of here and I will talk to y'all next week.